What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Pixel Splitters, your favorite, favorite movie, TV news, sometimes tech news, your favorite podcast of those topics. Yes. See, I was I was on a roll and then I blew it. Anyway, it's okay. as always, we are your hosts. My name is Willis. And my name is Josh. And yeah, we got uh, some good stuff to talk about today. But first, uh, as is our new deal in the beginning here, Josh, what do you got for uh, content that you're looking at this week? So there was a quite a bit of new content this week. Um, my two pieces that I'm going to talk about are uh, the Spencer trailer, which premiered. I don't that might have also been today. I'm not sure. But that's um, Kristen Stewart as Princess Diana. And yes, that looks like Oscar it's going to be Contender a heater. Sure. Yes. Uh, the renaissance of Kristen Stewart, everybody. She deserves it. So yeah. that's that's going to be great. And then um, the other piece is a new album by this group called 99 Neighbors. It's called Wherever You're Going. I hope it's great. It came out on Friday and it's really, really good. So everyone should check it out. It's on Spotify and everywhere you listen to music pretty much. So Nice. Yeah. nice. And you, what about Some you, music? Willis? Uh, so I'm going to be super nerdy and nice. I have a book Let's go. that I've been... Uh, that I've been looking at and you know you might say uh not so much with the pixels but the name of the book is the biography of the pixel uh perfect it's it's really really fascinating it's by Alvy Ray Smith who is one of the co-founders of Pixar and it really takes you through the whole incarnation of it back through like Alan Turing's machines and how, you know, a pixel was like or like bits and things were handled in that through all the way to like how they do digital animation at Pixar. It's it's crazy thick. It's crazy fascinating. That's um, awesome. I didn't mean to say thick as in it's like a humble brag. Like, look how thick the books I read are. But um, I read I read long books. I read biographies of inanimate <laughs> objects. My favorite um, book is the Bible. So, yes, I uh, I'm super excited. I will be doing some. uh irl pixel splitting through this book hell yes yes uh and then my second piece is pretty much something that everyone's gonna go like yeah no shit but my wife and i have finally started watching ted lasso and it is (laughs) so good of course (laughs) it's so good and i just have to yeah i've been consuming that at a, a very fast there's not as much as i thought there was which makes me sad i thought they were into the third season was it two seasons yeah Okay. And I don't All think right. the last episode of the second season has even come out yet. Oh, my God. So, you, okay. Yeah. Wow. Look yeah. at that. Gotta Apple Plus. Lasso. It's really good. It's really just like wholesome and positive. It's great. It's deserving wow. of all the Emmys is what you're saying. Yes, very much so. <laughs> um, cool. So, there you go, guys. Uh, those That's what we're sort of looking at this week. Tweet at us if you're looking at other stuff. But yeah. let's talk real quick about what we're going to be talking about let's talk about talking yeah um, we do yeah so there's the big thing going on in the in the industry right now that we really have to touch on and talk about and that's the potential strike of the IATSE union and what that means sort of for the industry and what it means for the various other pieces of content that are going to not be cre- I don't like saying content there that the other films and tv and stuff that are just gonna get stalled out because uh things are things are tough um yeah and people just aren't there (laughs) yeah so that's gonna be a really heavy uh conversation that they were then going to pivot heavily away from Um, it'll be really interesting (laughs) to see our transitions on that one uh but 
Chris Pratt is playing Mario. You heard that right. Yes. Chris Pratt playing Mario in an animated film. Like uh, Mario, and, like the video game character Mario. Yes. Like, yes. Not Mario Batali. Other... Yeah. Chef. Yeah. I don't... <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's that. And then we're going to we're going to close it out by talking real quick about. Um, well, mainly Clint Eastwood and Ridley Scott and the fact that these two guys have massive films coming out in this, you know, movie season. Yeah. And they are getting up there in terms Elderly. of Elderly. Yes, they are old men. Yeah. And I don't mean that in any kind of negative way, but like they are undeniably old men. Yeah. Um, And it's just fascinating to think like what that means and how that's possible and how that's possible sounds bad, but you know, uh, it's truly though. We'll yeah, get into yeah. it, but yeah, it, it's really astounding. <laughs> so yeah, that's what we're going to, we got like a, like a, yeah, we got a lot to talk about. So yeah, we do. We do. Let's, let's do that. Right, so, so the, so the Hollywood strike, everybody. Yes. Hollywood strike. That may or may not happen yet. We're not sure. It may. Yeah, I'm just repeating what you're saying here. Um, <laughs> so to give like a basic understanding of what's going on, and this is going to be pretty high level because there's a lot going on here. Um, mm-hmm. And Josh, keep me honest when I start saying stuff. But sure. uh, so the IATSE, which is the International Alliance of Theatrical Stage Employees, one of the biggest unions in entertainment you know covers not just like film and tv production but also like live events you know my, i guess live events is the only other thing i have off the top of my head but yeah like stage productions you know, and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah 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 so they are getting to a position where their contracts with a lot of um with their arrangements with major motion picture like production companies yeah uh, those contracts are running out um, mm-hmm. And because not only of COVID, but of just the general shifting in the uh, the industry, like they are of the opinion that what's in that contract currently is no good. And they want a whole kind of uh, sweeping adjustment to it and are threatening to go on strike if uh, if that's not discussed and found to an equ- equitable solution. So, yeah. And I don't know if this has anything to do with the fact that streaming production is taking off right now and that there are people who are coming on as producers. Because I've heard firsthand, like my friend just walked off a set the other day because of this. Or I don't know if she actually did or not, but she Mm -hmm. was, they basically were, a bunch of the crew was leaving because this one producer was so, didn't understand what was going on and was so not agreeable or trying to help any of the crew like maintain like their lives kind of thing. Where it's like, you know, not trying to, yeah making their lives not super easy on set. And um, and I don't know if that's with the recent uptick in companies pushing for more content on streamers, so they have to you know outsource and hire more producers and ADs who might not be as experienced and thus you know are, are in this weird spot. Um, because I think that's I think that's part of it, but I think yeah. that's also the the whole streaming thing is part of the equation because there's a lot of productions that are being considered like new media or like streaming projects that don't pay as much. Right. Right. You know, that like 
don't think they should be bound. And it's like you can see to take Netflix for an example, and I'm not yeah. necessarily calling them out on anything specific, though. I'm sure they're a part of this. Uh, yeah, um, undoubtedly, a lot of Netflix productions don't necessarily think that they should operate under the same regulations that like a, a universal film would or something streaming on HBO or, or, well, I guess that's not, but there's something on HBO cable or like NBC or something like that. Like right. there's all, a, a shift from these new tech based companies that is le- less likely to um, work with, with the teams that they're working with, with the employees that they're working with. Yes, yes. And I think it's um the industry it has never from my understanding has never been super into the idea of okay, basically on a film set it's very clearly time is money because it is. I mean every yeah. second that everyone's on set you're paying hundreds of people. Yeah. Just that's just how it is. But it gets to a point where, you know, you said you've worked, what was it, 30 plus hour shift? Yeah, my like, my, <laughs> long, my longest film set day was 36 hours. Yeah, that just is yeah. super unsafe. Like that yeah. doesn't make any sense. And that's just, that's just how it is. I mean, 12 to 16 hours is pretty yeah, like standard. Yeah, like a 12 hour day is your what you would be expected to be doing going in, which that even from the get-go is having any kind of family or like life or anything like that outside of that, you know, especially if you consider it's usually a six and a one where it's like six days in a row and then one off. And I used to do those days and or those weeks and those months. And it's like, you know, 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. every day on set, usually with travel on each side. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you have one day and that one day comes and you're like, okay, well, I have to like do laundry. I have to do all of this stuff that like I just, there's zero hours in the day for me to actually do. Yeah. And then you're back on. Um, right. So that's kind of like the, the hostile and hostile, the harmful working conditions. That seems to be, it can be hostile. Yeah. That, that seems to be their main kind of thing. Like what they're sort of looking at to, to read off of their, their information here is excessively unsafe and harmful working hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unlivable wages for the lowest paid crafts. Um, yeah, especially like you talk to PAs and things like that, craft people where they're usually first one ins, last one out. Those are usually 14 to 16 hour days standard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, I mean, I don't know what it is these days, but when I was PAing back in the early 2010s, like it was like, yeah, for like a hundred, 150 bucks. Yeah. And the you know? thing that's crazy is like, that's what you kind of, that's what's expected of people that are breaking into the industry. It's mm-hmm. like, well, you know, you'll take, you'll do things for free. Like the yeah. amount of jobs I've done for free or for no money or for yeah. very little money for like 12 to 15 hours, it just is the way it is. Because yeah. if you're not willing to do that in that industry, I mean, there are plenty of people who, will. there's plenty of people who will. Yep. Yes, exactly. So to, to continue, so unlivable wages, consistent failure to provide reasonable rest during meal breaks between workdays and on weekends. That's kind of what I was just touching on. But there's also things yeah. where it's like, yeah, you get like a 10 minute break, mm-hmm. like all of the, you know, bigger union. Well, we're just diving into being a PA now, but where it's like, you know, everyone breaks for their half hour lunch or whatever. And you actually get 10 minutes because you have to help them set up and break down and, yep. you know, 
all that. Uh, and then yeah. workers on certain new media streaming projects getting paid less, even on productions with budgets that rival or exceed those of traditionally released blockbusters. Right. So like, yeah, like Netflix making things like The Irishman, uh, mm-hmm. hot off the presses, topical reference there. But, yeah. you know, for like two, $250 million and they're like, well, no, but it's like new media. So like you get 60 bucks and, uh, you know. Yeah, it's not Meal really master. a it's not really a film yeah. set in the in the traditional sense, even though it definitely is. Like, <laughs> yeah. So, I guess what we're kind of getting at is like these things have been around for a long time, and they've only deteriorated as like more and more productions are made. Yeah. So, I'm not really. This had to come to a head at some point. It had to. It had to. You know. So we'll see. It's been really actually kind of inspiring to see all of the other unions in Hollywood, like the Cinematographers Guild, the Editors Guild, you know, all these major that, you know, represent most of the major players in there in the in mm-hmm. the industry stand up with them and say, hey, yeah, like if you guys go on strike, we'll go on strike, too. Yeah. And I think yeah. like months ago, De- Roger Deakins and mm-hmm. a whole bunch of like really famous DPs. They all signed something way before this that said, yeah, yeah the hours, yeah, I think it was just pertaining to the hours, but the they're like, the hours are yeah. absolutely unbelievable, mm-hmm. and which is so true. I mean, Deacons is what, in his 70s or 80s, right? Yeah. And he's he's the DP. He's the cinematographer. Yeah. So, like, he will be there all day, pretty much. Um, yeah. And there are, do- like, and it's crazy because there are documentaries about this kind of stuff you know, that are a decade old at this point that have like, mm-hmm. yeah, like here's a story about this guy who was like working on set and like did 12 days in a row. And on the 12th day was so tired, got in his car to drive an hour home and drove off the road, flipped his car and died. And it's like, the, like yeah. it's, you know, these things are, are real. These are real people's lives, but yeah. And that's not even to mention that people straight up die on set. Like that yeah. happens crew just like drop from heat exhaustion or heart attacks or strokes and then i've read stories of people who are just like yeah and basically you're told to just kind of get them out of there and don't call anyone because it could mess up your production insurance or whatever and so there's a lot of shady things that not like massive budget pictures will do but like there's so many productions going on that stuff just happens because they're trying to skirt rules and there's so many people to be accounted for it's just um and so, yeah, you're right. This this was going to come to a head. And, of course, in the time of people being more, like, not afraid to stand up for themselves, especially when it's just downright, like, it's just a human rights issue. Yeah. This is the time where this is going to come to a head. And there are plenty of filmmakers who are willing to give you a set that's like that. Like, yeah. the New Age filmmakers, like, that's who, they're not the ones who yep. are like, yeah, we're going to just, we're going to go all the way through the night. And, you know, that's not the that's not the way they do it. Um, well, that was the, the the case on my like uh, 36 hour day there. It was a tag team director group. So it was like two. I think they were brothers mm-hmm. uh, that, you know, one came directed for 12 hours, left, went home, went to sleep. The other one showed up when the other guy left, directed for 12 hours. And we were all just kind of like, I guess this is kind of a <laughs> fucked up way to to run things. But um, yeah, but yeah, it's just it's crazy the amount of stuff that people in the film industry will take because they just, that's the dream. And it's not just, Mm -hmm. I also feel like people don't truly understand, like it's hard work. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter what is like 
area you're working in, whether it's, you know, set deck or, or whatever, craft services, yeah. it's hard work all yeah. day long and things are moving fast. And it's like, again, time is money and you, you feel that shit. Yeah. Um, and so I'm glad that, I'm glad that this is happening right now. Yeah. And that so many people are on board. Like, well, and like, it, <laughs> like it's, and it, it's funny cause it's like, we're saying all of this stuff and we haven't even mentioned the fact that like all of these people have been doing this through like COVID and the pandemic, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like all of this, yeah. stuff, like we're not even, we're just saying like, oh yeah, this is all screwed up. Like, you know, true, true. <laughs> this is way so too much work for anybody. And it's like, also like, we're still in the middle of a great pandemic of a global pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Like the, of course these people like deserve to have their, their voices heard. And like, it's real. So to shift for a second, um, mm-hmm. there it's really interesting to consider uh, the other side of this. Of so, what happens when sixty thousand workers go on strike? Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that's just in the uh, yeah, it's just the editors, I think. <laughs> well, I, I oh think no, that's, that's the, 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 the yeah. IATSE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, the letters escaped me there. Um, yeah. Like you know that. Hollywood stops. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't know how many of our listeners remember like the writer's strike back in like 2008 or nine. Yeah. We got some really um, bad movies. Yeah. We got a lot of real bad stuff and it killed a lot of TV shows, you know, because yeah. there's just like, Oh, well suddenly we have like, we've got to turn these out, but there's nobody to write them. And now mm-hmm. we're behind the schedule and now we can't. So, um, yeah. it'll be really interesting to see. I like, especially considering where the industry has found itself after COVID in terms of like profits and like delayed movies and all this kind of stuff. This is something that like they really can't afford for this to happen. They can't I be know. like, Oh yeah, we spent a year not making any money and then we're going to spend a month or two or however long messing around and negotiating and just like not making anything for that period of time. Yeah. Um, and just losing money. Like literally. Yeah. So I think the the October first is the 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 deadline. Um, mm-hmm. So you know we're we're coming up on it. It's the twenty seventh right now. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. So in yeah, few days. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. So to, if you're listening to this on the day it came out tomorrow, we'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag date math. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and I don't know. It's. I feel like it, like they can't let this go on for too long. It's insane. Yeah, they can't. I mean, I, I feel like this is going to be, well, a good thing for a lot of reasons, but I also feel like the quality of the product you get is going to be a lot better just because not everyone on is strung out at the end of a shoot. Yeah. So the other thing I was thinking of actually is it will draw shoots out for much longer because you yeah. can't just crank through like a hundred so pages in, you know, four yeah, months yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Here's a 15-page uh, yeah. scene that we're going to punch through in the next few hours. Yeah. Uh, so that that actually brings up an interesting question is will this kind of, in the grand scheme of things, put a dash on the level of content that's coming out? You know what I mean? Like, are we going to say, is it like, because a win on this and like we just, so if we're saying like they, can't let like production companies can't let this strike go on yeah. a win on this means shorter days or better pay mm-hmm. Hopefully which both. means yeah yeah which means 
less time and less money to make a, like a secondary production. You know, if you mm-hmm. were going to make something that was going to, if you were going to make, all right, I'm going to get deep into it. If you were going to make two things, mm-hmm. each were going to take a month. Okay. And cost a hundred thousand dollars. Making sure. this really easy math here. I hope <laughs> like if your first production is now going to take six weeks. Yeah. And cost $150 million. Thousand dollars. Thousand dollars. Yeah, one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, probably should have said million to start out with, but we're, eh, we're rolling we're with it. It's a commercial. So shoot. your first production is now, yeah, is now <laughs> taking six weeks and one hundred fifty thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Your second one now has fifty grand in two weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, or you can push it, like push it longer. But like either way, like you've lost time and money, right? And those are the two. Th- so will we see a there's two things. We will either see a slowdown in the amount of content being produced, which I think is certainly possible. Possible, yes. Likely, I don't know. I would actually be totally fine with a slowdown in content. Yeah, that'd be like, pretty that's the good. Thing. I don't think anyone's like, oh god, I don't, I, I need more. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so we'll either see that, or we'll see a boom in like work in the industry because suddenly they'll need more people. Like. Yeah. You know, if you look at Netflix is suddenly going, well, you know, if you look at Netflix again as a, a example, I don't see them being like, well, this was going to cost one hundred and twenty million dollars, but now it's going to cost one hundred and thirty million dollars Eh, kill it. You're right. Right. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Maybe on some smaller things, but sure. You know, it, it could. So it could actually lead to a boom in work for for these people and, yeah. you know, at better wages and better time, which is like kind of the dream scenario kind of is yeah Yeah. it really is it's so true this can only really be a good thing whether or not i mean it'll definitely affect a lot of things especially in the planning stages of making a film and budgeting things out because you can't just say like yeah we're gonna run through four days and no one's gonna sleep and we're gonna get a lot of shit done um but again i think the that will just make the quality of the production go up yeah because you're not having people when people are exhausted yeah. When I'm tired, I don't know, I don't care or know what's going on. Like if I'm yeah. at that point of exhaustion, who knows? I'm probably fucking up left and right. Yeah. And so many of these people probably are. So I can only think that this is going to um improve the quality of things that are going to be coming out and maybe not having to go back and do reshoots as much or I don't know. You yeah. Know? Like corrects um, mistakes in post like Right, exactly. Yeah. You know, but who knows? It, it's going to realign things for sure. Yes, this is the, the man. The last two years has just been a constant reshifting yeah. of everything in the film industry. It's crazy, and it's all all for good reasons, mostly. And yeah. I hope yeah. that I hope that people make the right choice in this in this in this scenario. Yeah, it'll be. I, I will. We'll be talking about it next next episode. I feel like oh, we'll God, have to have yeah. a follow up to be like, so that went that so, way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> But yeah, um, speaking of, so that happened. Sure. Uh, I guess. I thought, I thought you were going to say, well, that went, speaking of that went well. (laughs) Yeah. All right. There you go. Chris Pratt. The lovable, lovable Chris Pratt. So Uh, here's the thing. Before we dive right into this, is he lovable anymore? I thought that people kind of turned on Chris Pratt a bit. And myself a little, I mean, like his 
political ideologies aside, I just don't think he's that good. I think he can mm. do his one thing, and that's Andy Dwyer. I don't he can think do his that jam. like his Star Lord <laughs> is pretty much Andy Dwyer. Yeah, um, yeah, and yeah. So regardless, that that'll that'll taint my whole opinion of well, what's about to happen here but so the 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 things i think of there are a like there's like star lord but there's also uh uh i don't know his name but jurassic world um yeah i don't like him in that i can't no? all right I, I really don't i, I think all it's right. just he, when he tries to get serious i yeah. see his face and i'm like i can't i can't do you it can't. i just can't do it <laughs> so the other thing to consider then is when you can't see his face in things like the lego movie and onward. Pixar. And onward. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh, you're so right. Which is like why I'm like. He's great in those. A little intrigued by the concept of him playing Mario. Yes. A little horrified. But a little intrigued. But why do they try and make Mario into a movie? Like I just, they've tried this I mean, before. Well, yes, to to incredible failure. To incredible failure. But does Mario lend itself to being a movie? I don't. I just for some reason that's the game that I'm like. People try and do this. I don't get it. Like they did animated. They did animated little things too. And I'm yeah. like, Mario is so simple that yeah. it really only lends itself to being a video game because it's so simple. It's fun to play. Like the levels are hard, but it's very simple. You have to, you know, I mean, I guess yeah. you could do anything with the adventure, but I don't know, man. I, well, so, I mean, like, the, the, my thing there is, why are we getting a, a Mario movie? Of course we are. It's probably the biggest video game on the planet. Probably. I feel like I read something that Pokemon overtook that, but that could have been, like, five years ago. I don't know. Like, it was only a matter of time. You know, we can I only know. point at the, at the live-action one. uh and go, oh, God, no, don't do it. Don't do it for so long, especially when you see things, you know, there's a lot of um, I feel like there's a lot of things right now and I'm totally blanking on some of them where it's like a live action full on live action movie doesn't really work so well, mm-hmm. but you can knock out five, six, seven animated films and kids just keep going to them. Yeah. Um, I, I think mean, in this like, vein, Wreck-It Ralph is like, like, is like that. There you go. Yeah, Wreck-It Ralph. Um, I mean, you look at like the original like, you know, Cars or Toy Story. I went on Disney Plus the other day. Toy Story has like 15 spinoff films, you know, that they're just like doing Cars too. And like, you know, yeah, yeah. they can just <laughs> crank this stuff out. And I, I yeah. feel like Pokemon is actually another good example of that of like they had a pretty decent live action movie. But like there's like 16 or 17 animated pokemon movies which given it's you know more of an animated thing and we're getting away from the point but (laughs) no but sure i get you so like i i was like but it's only a matter of time it was Uh only a matter of time in in my mind we'll get we'll get another live action one too that's that's coming that'll happen we we did get a live action sonic the hedgehog it's true literally did like (laughs) it did well though it did really well and it wasn't that bad yeah, and it's that's like Sonic is the same game. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, like even different simpler. lore, but like <laughs> yeah, like side scroller jump get item in sky. Collect th- exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Bounce on mm-hmm. things like yeah. Yeah. Um it's more 
I don't know what that film was marketing on because it seemed like no one, Jim Carrey maybe, but I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But so what do you think about Chris Pratt as Mario? Let's let's get right into this. Let's let's do you think that makes any sense? I mean, when you said I completely forgot he did so much like voiceover work already yeah. in cartoons, he's really good at it because he's very like his voice is very animated. It's animated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I'm on board with it. I'm sure there's a better option out there. Yeah. Um Oh god, yeah. I'm really afraid of like what's going to happen in terms of like an accent. I, that's what I was going to say. Are and they going like to do it? I don't know. That's 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 a dangerous. But also like it's weird cuz it's not live action, so like you know, I you've seen Mario running around going, it's a me, Mario, like for 40 years now. So I don't know. The only thing that I'm kind of, so it, Chris Pratt as Mario, uh, I guess. Um, sure. But like, <laughs> de- but like a dependable leading man with name appeal and voice acting capability. Yeah. Sure. It's pretty much what he's got. Yeah. The thing that gets me that actually kind of makes me horrifyingly excited for this movie is the rest of the cast. I know. <laughs> because when you look at the rest of the cast, Chris Pratt don't seem so crazy. I know. Um, shall we Shall we dive in? Yeah, let's run through the cast real quick. <laughs> Anna Taylor-Joy, we'll start with that, is playing Princess Peach. Which... Probably I one mean, of the more bankable actresses of, oh of, my God, the, of yeah. the time. No? I wonder... Um, I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen much of her work yet. I'm... I'm getting to it honestly yeah. but i haven't i don't know uh yeah i just the don't ha- gambit? haven't watched the queen's gambit i didn't see i don't even know what else the hell she's in right now but yeah i, I yeah. i'm not super familiar with her filmography i did see split i think she was in that yeah. um so i don't have any reference really as if she's going to be a good princess peach i mean sure i yeah. probably she doesn't have a huge backlog i mean she does but she's like just like Last Night in Soho is coming out. That's Edgar Wright's new movie. That's her. Um, But The Queen's Gambit really put her on the map. And so it's like, and she's going to be Furiosa in the. I uh, know. Yeah. So like, she's like, doesn't have a ton. Oh, The Witch also. Yeah. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. She she doesn't have a ton, but they're all amazing. (laughs) But and like everything in her future is like coming up. Like she's also in David O. Russell's new film. Like, yeah, it's come on. Yeah. So like, um. (laughs) So we're getting tied up on the least exciting one of this. I know, I know. (laughs) So Luigi, ever faithful brother and sidekick of Mario, is being played by none other than Charlie Day of uh, It's Always Sunny. And that's absolutely insane. Um, Another very talented voice actor. Yes. Yeah. With a very unique, distinct voice. I mean, Mm -hmm. it, it, it... that one I can see more than Pratt, but both yeah. of them are like, what's happening here? Like, I yeah. get it. You're going to really go in on this zany, wacky thing, but. <laughs> yeah. Which we're is also only getting... further. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, we're also getting Keegan-Michael Key as Toad, which I think is inspired. I think that's fucking hilarious. Incredible. Like, it's, you know, uh, like, that's exactly what Toad sounds like in my head. Yes. I'm like, I don't care what anybody says. Like, that's. And then we're getting Jack Black, the famous Jack Black as Bowser. It's interesting, like, looking at this list, because there's a couple others we'll get to, but, like, it is also just, like, 
kind of save for a couple like people that are known just kind of for what their voice is yeah totally you know totally like, half these people were in the lion king reboot like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like charlie day like sounds like charlie day seth rogan is playing donkey kong yep um awesome so awesome that's perfect <laughs> which i'm into but i'm also like but seth rogan whenever he's in something animated it's just like oh that's seth rogan he's it's got seth that rogan. like gravel that like um <laughs> yeah uh, and then Fred Armisen is playing Cranky Kong, which is going to be th- he, those are the two Fred Armisen and Keegan Michael Key. I feel like are like really talented voice actors who are going to disappear into uh, Toad and Cranky Kong. Hundred um, percent. But but I don't know. It's uh, I mean I'm gonna watch it. Of course, of course, you know, I'll watch this um, over The Lion King. Like <laughs> not yeah, the original, yeah. but like. <laughs> and I don't even know. Like the the filmmakers aren't like yeah. Aaron I mean, they've Horvath. done stuff, but they they've done like lots of animated, like Teen yeah. Titans Go and like Scooby Doo and like stuff like that. Um, yeah. So uh, at least Which, they like, know that. But it's a weird thing because I'm like, everything about this production to me says that it's gonna be just like a small, like straight to DVD or straight to streaming. Like, oh yeah, like let's put out a Mario movie for the kids. Like, you know, and then right. we'll put out a Zelda movie for the kids and. But right. like everything about this points to it being that kind of thing, except the insanity of the cast. Right. Which really makes like me think the that budget going is going to like the cast kind of situation. Yeah. So I don't know. And we'll see. I mean, well, we're going to watch it. Who knows where it's going to come out on? Like, is it going to be theater or I mean, it's got that's be. true. Is it? Do we know who it's who's making it? I don't know. Universal. Oh, OK. All right. And Illumination Entertainment. Wow. Universal's getting that's, yeah, Chris that's Nolan some... and Mario. <laughs> Soon to be together. Uh, that's that's their end game. They're creating an extended universe, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine a Chris Nolan Super Mario Brother movie? They're, I they're literally just, can't. They're all just like, walking around in suits. like. Yeah. <laughs> Shot in IMAX. Yeah. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, I don't anyway. know. I, I, I um, I feel like they might. I feel like people aren't into Chris Pratt. Like I've seen a lot of people being like this, and honestly, it's mainly because of the they're yeah. not Italian thing. Which I know Mario and Luigi are probably not voiced by Italians in the game, yeah. but they have a distinct Italian accent. Yeah. And if they're named Mario and Luigi, yeah, in the movie, which they are. I yeah, mean, they don't. You don't have to be Italian if you're named Luigi, but like, yeah. Uh, I mean, so I <laughs> but, wonder. Yeah, statistics I'm, would suggest, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I'm very cons- uh, not concerned, but I'm very. Um, I yeah. want to see wh- how they're going to play that, because I feel like they're just going to do the accents, which yeah will be problematic. I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. It's like, this is going to sound bad, but I'm like, oh, it, like we should get Italian American voice actors and then i'm like is it gonna just feel like a mob movie then i know like, you get like harvey Keitel, and, like- and yeah like- <laughs> yeah they just be like new york <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the thing you would have to get like that- an italian <laughs> like yeah. someone from italy <laughs> yeah i mean like it, it is one of those things that it's not a hard piece of writing to like be like oh yeah i was born in Italy and moved here when I was four and have no Italian accent or, you know? Yeah, totally. Oh, that's true. That's true. 
It's weird though, yeah. because I'm like, the, like I say that and I'm like, it could tip either way of, well, oh, what do you mean Mario and Luigi don't have their Italian accents? I know. It's a weird, there's a weird, it's a very fine, fine line to be struck here. They've clearly but, chosen already which direction they're going to go. I yeah. just do, I can't wait to see the first trailer. I honestly I can't. just hope it's like insane. I just hope it's like <laughs> you know. Balls to the wall. It can't yeah. not be. I mean the, with the yeah. cast it's like oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean Jack Black alone as as Bowser is like amazing. I don't know. I know, yeah. which yeah. Basically folks, we don't really know what else to say about this. <laughs> yes. It's uh, it, it <laughs> there's nothing it's else. It's gonna to say. happen. It's happening, and it's cast, yep. and and 2020, literally next year, we're gonna see this. So, yeah. like, buckle up, I guess. Yeah. Um. <laughs> um, um. I was gonna say, oh no, that doesn't work. Never mind. Um, I don't know. I have nothing. I'm like, this is like too far of a leap to like. Yeah, we're going. Speaking uh, of things that, oh no, dark. Speaking of movies that are coming out. Nice. It's you're not lying. Yeah. Two absolute legends. Yes, let's talk about them. Yeah. Um, Clint Eastwood and Ridley Scott, two. Incredible filmmakers. I'm not. I I haven't connected with Clint Eastwood's films as much as I have Ridley Scott's, but it's undeniable. You know, they're mm-hmm. both masters at what they do. Yeah, and they're both senior citizens at this point. No disrespect to them because they Very have accomplished so, yeah. more than I ever will this year alone. And they both have. And actually, before we get into exactly what they're doing, they're both very athletic filmmakers. Like they're. On set the whole time, they're running around. Yeah. Eastwood always casts himself in it, like as either the main character or someone that's like like right there. Um, yeah. And then Ridley Scott, same thing. He's just pumping out films left and right. Again, he's got two movies coming out this year. Yeah. And you know, we just did a whole segment about how hard it is on set and how much work it is and how much running around you have to do in 20, 36 hour days. Clint Eastwood's ninety one years old. Yeah. <laughs> that is so impressive it's whatever crazy. you think about him that is so impressive to me it, it's it's something that is admire admirable but also like it's the drive of filmmakers man that yeah that, that this is how this happens like they want they have a vision they want to put it to the test and that's how you get 36 hour days we're no we're doing it now we're getting this done yeah. you know <laughs> it's interesting it's like yeah like looking at this i'm just i'm looking at clint eastwood's IMDb filmography listing here and oh man it's 2021 nothing in 2020 but duh 19 18 18 16 14 14 like and these are big movies like Crime Macho is his latest one Mm -hmm. Richard Jewell The Mule Sully Mm -hmm. American Sniper Jersey Boys he did a musical yeah yeah Edgar which is like a massive period like Invictus, like Gran Torino, Letters from Iwo Jima, like it's crazy going all the way back to like 2000, I'll say 2000 when we got Space Cowboys, which I think was, um, you know, exists. 
Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like, even then, he was seventy-one. Yes. <laughs> like I'm talking about. Like what? <laughs> Since Space Cowboys in 2000, he has done, and I'm in- including Space Cowboys here, eighteen movies. Eighteen movies in twenty years. Yeah. And That's like insane. 60% of them have been nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> and he's in like the other 50% of them as like the lead. Yeah, he's in most of them. I'm like, and it's like we're including like massive things here, like Mystic River and like Million Dollar Baby that he won an Oscar for. Mm-hmm. So there's Clint Eastwood and then there's Ridley Scott. Mm-hmm. And like these guys, I don't, I feel like I don't, well, I feel like I should read off his IMDb, but like I want to be like, you don't need. Ridley Scott's IMDb listing, but also I'm like, you probably don't need Clint, Clint Eastwood's, Eastwood's but, IMDb, but I feel so like, like equality, less but, people know about the fact that sure. Clint Eastwood has directed all these movies than like Ridley Scott being known as the director. True. Um, I mean, but even like, like you said, from 2000 on for Ridley Scott, it's like he starts with Gladiator in 2000. Yeah. Hannibal Black Hawk Down, Matchstick yeah. Men, Kingdom of Heaven, A Good Year, American Gangster. Body of Lies, Robin Hood, Prometheus, The Counselor. And again, both of them are hit or miss directors for sure. sure. There's mm-hmm. not like a hundred percent. But it doesn't matter when you're putting out when you're when your output is this high. Yeah. And the quality, whatever, like say what you will about Robin Hood. It's still yeah. like wasn't that um That's the um the Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Crow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um and same with Prometheus. I didn't think that was super successful at what it was trying to do, but whatever you say about that, huge film with like a multi-hundred million dollar budget. You know, he did The Martian, and obviously he's got two films coming out this year. It's just... Fun and I've fact, heard people, did you know The Last Duel was written by Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? Really? Yeah. Chew on that. Wait, what? <laughs> a la Goodwill Hunting, like... Very interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Also um, written by Nicole Hofsner. You know, credit where credit's due. Um, yeah, 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 of course. <laughs> um, known for, a f- yeah, got a fair amount of credits here. Um, but nothing on a, a massive level that I see. But Nothing like Ridley Scott, like a Ridley yeah. Scott movie. <laughs> wow, um, that's crazy. Um, okay, I mean, they they can do it, so uh, I'm sure it's going to be good. Yeah. Uh, well, I can't really say that, but it's a weird thing because I feel like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck get a lot of shit of being not great filmmakers, mm-hmm. you know, and like especially like the last few years, Ben Affleck, I feel like has just been put through the ringer. But I'm like, the dude can direct. Oh, he's and a dude, way better like, director than an actor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like you look at, you know, Matt Damon and all that and like, let's say what you will about how it's just Matt Damon and everything. But like. You know, he's a great actor and like a great filmmaker. And, you know, yeah, like the two of them together is not an insurmountable for like, you know. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. And it's I mean, like if we're talking Ben Affleck, he they've they both have had some serious like, <laughs> yeah, uh, trouble <laughs> in the past. But when it comes down to it, like there's a reason that they still are making movies today, like super high end movies today. Yes. Yeah. They're marketable and they're good at what they do. Yeah, like I don't so, think Ben anyway, Affleck's amazing, but let's come back. Let's come back to to Ridley Scott there. So like, yeah, I don't know. I guess this is just turning into a fan session. But like, yeah, these guys. Shh. It's like not only are they making movies in their eighties and nineties, 
like not just making, but like Oscar contender movies. Like everyone's talking about House of Gucci. Yeah. You know what I mean? Say what you will about Lady Gaga's accent. Uh, but like, yeah, sure. That movie's going to be, <laughs> I was saying the other day, that movie's either going to be the greatest movie you've ever, ever seen or the worst. Yeah. There is yeah, no yeah. middle ground. To ha- like, it's and like, I feel yeah, like it was okay. <laughs> you'll know like 10 minutes in, you'll either be like, oh my God, or you'll be like, ah. yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're so right. Same with The Last Duel, I think. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, you're either going to be all in or you're all out. Um, it is an interesting <clears throat> note. And I don't want, I want to like qualify this because I feel like I've had this thought before and it proved like untrue. But I did feel like when I was watching the trailer for Cry Macho, mm-hmm. uh, which has come out now and I haven't seen it yet, I haven't either. It felt messy. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it felt. And it might have just been the trailer, but it felt like it was like kind of not as put together as some of his other productions. Okay. Um, okay. And I'm definitely judging a book by its cover here, but I'm like, and I, like I said, I feel like I've had this thought before, but I'm like, cry, like, is it starting to slip away from him a little bit? Possibly. You know, like no one could blame him. He's 91. I was going to say, if, it's, if he's starting his descent at 91, yeah, I think he's doing okay, but um, it's very possible. Yeah. It'll be really interesting and this get morbid here for a second, but it'll be very interesting when I suppose either of them, but when Clint Eastwood dies, yeah, what the movie that all of the headlines mention is going to be, you know what I mean? Like Clint Eastwood star of, or director of X dead at 140, Mm -hmm. you know, um, true, true. Because I want to say, Good, the bad, and the ugly. That's what I was going to say. Harry, (laughs) uh, but also could say Million Dollar Baby, which he you know won an Oscar for, um, Mm -hmm. or Mystic River, or any of number of his. uh, It's probably going to be one of those few, but like it's. But you could go down the list and say any of them and be like, yeah, that's and the same with Ridley Scott of yeah. You know, do you say director of Prometheus? Do you say director of Gladiator, for which he won an Oscar, or like Alien? Alien, like, who, yeah. What do you when you're just known? I apologize that, for saying Alien third. <laughs> you said Prometheus first. Yeah, I don't know what happened there. <laughs> if anybody comes on and says Ridley Scott, director of Prometheus, <laughs> dead at whatever age, they will PrometheusFanClub.com. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, yeah, but it's. I mean, that's an interesting thought, and it's really any of these filmmakers that are like like Tarantino or. Wes Anderson, well, like, not that they're going to die anytime soon, but it's like, yeah. when you have a run like that, like, I, I don't know how Kubrick was, or like Hitchcock yeah. or any of those guys were known, like, oh, this person. Uh, or you what, get, what, um, you could get into to weirder ones like Peter Van Hoven, where it's like, yeah. oh yeah, director of RoboCop or director yeah. of Starship Troopers. Oh. That's, I'm like, that could go either way. Both of them. Literally both um, of them. Probably RoboCop. I love Probably RoboCop. Uh, bigger in the zeitgeist but um yeah although the other interesting thing to to note here is like these are not the only like so house of gucci like al pacino's in that al pacino is 81 yeah you know it's like yeah it's it's, (laughs) you get there's this whole generation of film from like the 70s you know and i'll fold marty scorsese and robert de niro and uh Mm -hmm. I don't know, I guess Harvey Keitel, if I'm listing sure. 
that kind of <laughs> yeah toss them uh, all in there I mean, yeah joe pesci like <laughs> pesci um, and i don't just mean like the italian mob uh movies of the 70s ray Liotta, <laughs> ray Liotta yeah um like there's this whole generation of filmmakers that are getting really up there and still like putting out crazy stuff i mean we're getting um flowers of the broken moon Is that killers the of the flower moon killers of the flower moon what did I say? Yeah. Flowers uh, of something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, from Mario Scorsese, like early next year. Yeah. And he's got to be in his 70s, right? Like it's At crazy. At least. Yeah, yeah. Marty's and he's cranking them out. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. And, and it, it's not just the fact that they're making films because like you can go not that making an indie film is really easy, but you can go make a small budget like two yeah. week shoot. They're making like massive multi-month long pictures that have hundreds or like you know tens of millions of dollars on the line yeah that's a really hard thing to do when you're 20 let alone when you're 91 years old and you're directing and then acting as well like that's yeah insane it's it's um well you get to the thing where it's like i remember and this is i feel like we're getting a little in the weeds here but like there are just levels to which like your body starts not working the same like i remember yes (laughs) when betty white hosted snl Mm -hmm. she was like yeah i just memorized everything because i can't read those cue cards like yeah i'm not allowed to wear my glasses i can't they're they're like all the way over there like i just yeah you know so it's like your eyes start going or your your voice or your hearing starts going and it's like you know it just makes it that much harder and these guys it's just it's impressive i am in awe of these auteurs is where i'm where i'm getting too. Oh my God. Yeah. And it's weird. This is uh, also kind of morbid. It's, but it's, you find, and I think over the past few years, we found this. A lot of people in the film industry, especially ones in the spotlight, we've been hearing a lot of them pass away really early recently, yeah. over the past like three, four years. And like even going back as far as like Philip Seymour Hoffman, it's like, yeah. there's, there's almost this like, I haven't seen too many people make it to that end of their run yeah. type of deal. Because obviously Phil Hoffman would have gone forever. Like he he yeah. he's one of those guys. So having someone like Eastwood, it's like he won't stop until he's just and yeah. he's in the era where now he's he's nearing a hundred years old. Like at the end of yeah. this decade, he will be one hundred years old. And if he's still kicking, he will be making films at that age. Yeah. And um, it's like it's one of those it's yeah, it's it's inspiring because like we've been saying, it's just these guys that this is what they do. This is what they get up every morning to do. It's like, and you can look back to like Orson Welles and things like that, who was making movies until the day he died, like, you know, and left. And that's a whole big other thing of, and Stanley Kubrick too, of like, true. You know, what do you do with the half finished film Mm -hmm. that these massive, like pillars of filmmaking have left behind? Yeah. Um, And you get things like AI, which is like Spielberg too. Spielberg's getting up there and like, it's true, yeah. And he's yeah. just <laughs> producing everything under the sun, so. Yeah. Well, and he's he's got a movie coming out in December, like West It's Side true. Story, you know? You're right. And he and um, he's yeah, one of those guys that every year or every 2 years he's got one, yeah. you know? Wow. Filmmaking is, I mean, apparently if you've got the drive and you are a filmmaker, you can just Apparently, <laughs> yeah, if you're at a certain it. level, like it's it it's not going to wear you down. Once you hit max level, you stop leveling. You just exactly. You're just like ah, yeah. doesn't phase me anymore. Yep. And I think, I mean, I've heard I've heard Tarantino talk about it before. He's like, some there are those days 
where you, you get up and you're just like, why am I doing this? And then yeah. I look at myself in the mirror and I go, shut up, Quentin. You're living your dream. And then I walk out and I go yeah. s- shoot something. <laughs> well, and like the I, the thing, yeah, like, and that's, we to get into Tarantino for a second, it's like, that's when he's like, oh yeah, I'm going to do 10 films and then I retire. I'm like, yeah, bullshit you are. Like, well, well, he, well, I heard him on a director's round table sitting next to Ridley Scott and he said that. And Ridley was like, well, why do you think, why, why do you keep saying that? What are you going to do after? And he's like, well, after I might write a play. And he's like, okay, so you're still going to be a filmmaker. Like, you're still going to like do this stuff. You're going to yeah. write a novel and you're going to be still doing it. So he's not going to stop. He's just going to maybe yeah. stop doing the, you know, having to he'll shoot do, for He'll six stop doing movies months. for like four or five years and he'll be like, mm. yeah, mm. yeah. As a parting note, did you hear that his, he actually pitched a Star Trek script to the studio? Oh, yes. And I would kill to read that script. It's well, it gets into interesting things, and we can kind of tie this back, I suppose. But like, these are not IP filmmakers. I know that we're talking about. Not like, at all. <laughs> can you imagine? I mean, Marty Scorsese's thoughts about like superhero movies and all that kind of stuff uh, aside, but like, yeah, they create IP. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's the thing. I'm like the only thing I can really think of is Ridley Scott and like Blade Runner and Gladiator, not Gladiator. Um, although I heard rumors of a Gladiator too. Gladiator which I don't know how two. That works, but, I heard um, that too. An Alien too. But it's an like Alien is, is what I was going yeah. to of like, yeah, yeah like it's it, it's one of those that like you can't give these filmmakers something that has rules and boundaries because they're not going to give a shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Hence the last trilogy is star Wars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Actually, that should have gone to George Lucas. <laughs> yeah. I Wait, know. what? No, um, no, <laughs> but you know, like, but like, and it's like JJ Abrams. Yeah. IP filmmaker. Great film. Nothing but IP. Yeah. But like, and there's nothing wrong with it, but it's like these, these masters, like, I, I can't imagine. No. I can't no. imagine. No. Give Scorsese, like, anything that's related, yeah. like a Batman movie or something. Like, come on. That's just... Mario it, movie? Yeah. Oh, oh my God. A Martin Scorsese <sighs> Super Mario Brothers? Oh, my God. I... You know... I mean, I'd love to see it. <laughs> I would love to see it. I That would be... It probably wouldn't work. <laughs> oh my god! Can you imagine? I'm imagining it right now, and it's animated or no? No, I don't think so. Does Marty he, do animation? I don't think he, he did does. Hugo, which was like ninety percent like mostly kind of animation. Yeah. yeah. Um. Eh, that's true. That's true. I could see like Spielberg doing a Mario movie or something. Marty. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Spielberg's got like. I mean, he's in there with his own IP to begin with. You know, he's got uh, Indiana Jones and whatnot. But. Yeah, and technically, like, he was huge on Star Wars, too. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's true. It's true. They create. They don't take. Although, he, what am I saying? He fucking did, like, Jaws, which was a book, and Jurassic yeah. Park, which was a book, and, yeah, never yeah. mind. <laughs> Minority Report, yeah. yeah. Um, did you see the comments from Denise Villeneuve that was, like, superhero movies are all just copy paste did he say that yeah it was like a whole big thing he was like oh yeah superhero movies i don't really like them because they're just copy paste of some other superhero movie and like the general response to every from everyone was like dude you just directed a dune movie i was gonna which is like a remake of an 80s movie that's a 
making of a book of a it's book like, yeah yeah <laughs> talking about like copy paste books. yeah <laughs> i um, get what he's so, saying it was yeah. like when scorsese was like oh they're like carnival rides but she he, he walked it back yeah. and was like i love carnival rides <laughs> <laughs> nice it nice it yeah but i get it i get it it's it's it can be like when you get into the marvel weeds it is very copy copy paste like yeah. there's very little that differentiates some of the thor movies from some of the cap movies and like guardians or like, like it's very yeah, or iron man and captain marvel or like yeah the same same kind thing of, yeah. ant-man like they, they try but they yeah it makes sense so, for that type of thing and they're printing money so just yeah. keep, it, keep it up keep the train going yeah. so that's uh yes that's what we got guys we got that's all we got. industry news this week you know we had all tech news last week we had to we had to wind it back get back yes. into the filmmaking stuff <laughs> so uh so yeah so <laughs> let's 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 bring it back there um you got a yeah. You got a recommendation for us, Josh. I do have a recommendation. Uh, this week, I'm going to recommend anyone who hasn't seen this already, which I I don't know how many people that is, but the the Chernobyl uh, mm. miniseries on HBO Max. I don't know how else to describe it except for saying that it's pretty much perfect. Even even though there's a lot of issues mm-hmm. in terms of the the fact that they're Brits playing Russians and stuff like that, but they did it for the sake of brevity and for the sake of the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Johan Rank, I uh, directed Jared Harris stars with Stellan Skarsgård, Jesse Buckley. I mean, it's basically the lead up. It's a recounting of the lead up, the disaster, and then the fallout of the Chernobyl. Um, yes. Meltdown. Disaster. The reactor. Yeah. And it is harrowing. It is beautiful. And it really shows you, what the hell was going on there? You get like yeah. a much more real sense of exactly what happened and how the bureaucracy, how the bureaucracy kind of just stalled everything and made it so much worse for the situation because people were essentially trying to, you know, sweep it under the rug. So it's just, yeah, if you haven't seen it, I think it's six or eight episodes. It's not very many. It is graphic. There's a lot of things that will upset you, but it's important to watch. And I think that everyone should watch it. So. Chernobyl from 2019 streaming on HBO Max and I think that's where it lives because it's an HBO thing so that's where you have to watch it yeah um what about you Willis what do you got this week yeah so my recommendation for this week is going to be a movie um nice and it's a movie that I kind of forgot about for a little bit but then like realized that I hadn't really forgotten about it because I listened to the soundtrack of it all the time um And that is a 2011 movie called Drive. Oh, yes. Uh, it's starring Ryan Gosling. The Edge Lord. Yes, as Driver. Uh, and it's basically a story about a guy living in Los Angeles that drives. Uh, drives for stunts. Drives for... Uh, he's a getaway driver for crimes. That's a weird phrasing. Uh, <laughs> it's what it is, though, yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's one of those... It's one of those movies that the filmmaking really shines through. It's a very simple story, um, mm-hmm. but it's very quiet. It has the main character doesn't say a lot. Um, yeah. And it's got great performances from Ryan, Gal- Ryan Gosling. Um, Carrie Mulligan's in it. She's fantastic. Brian Cranston mm-hmm. in what I think was one of his post Breaking one Bad. of his post Breaking Bad uh, movies. I think I think you're right. But then like, yeah, like I said, Albert Brooks, but. Christina Hendricks, uh, Oscar Isaac, Ron Perlman, like it's a. Oh yeah, uh, Oscar Isaac's in that movie. Yeah, 
pre like really when he was like a big name. So, um, yeah, but wow. it's really fascinating. It's really well done. Um, yeah, there's some like weirdness around it of people wanting to emulate the character, even though the character is not really a great person to em- emulate a la, you know, Tyler Durden kind of thing. Um, true, true. Not on that level, but there's like a yeah, he's not a great dude, but he's not a great dude. No. Yeah. No. Um. But such a good movie. The soundtrack is excellent. Mm-hmm. Um. Once you get past the one song that's like really just in your face about what you're supposed to be feeling in that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, that's that's my recommendation for this week. I want to. I really want to rewatch this movie because I caught myself listening to the soundtrack. Uh, yesterday so that's awesome that's a great recommendation i've not seen drive in years and that's that was right yeah. in the era where uh there was a lot of those movies coming out where it's like kind of the brooding i think he was in a lot of those movies too mm-hmm. but um but yeah amazing performance ryan gosling yeah. the um, opening scene is there's such anxiety built into it and there's maybe 10 words in the whole opening sequence it's crazy when he pulls under the under overpass oh yeah. my god it's, it's so crazy. good <laughs> It's from the moment he sets the watch in the beginning. You're just like, uh, so mm-hmm. based on a book by James House, which so is well. also really good. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. Gotta check yeah. that out then. Short book. I think it's only like a hundred pages. I read it a couple of years ago. Oh, I'm picking that up then. Yeah. Like today. <laughs> awesome. Cool. All right. That'll bring us home. Yeah. Uh, Josh, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, before I get there, I just realized that we didn't make a letterbox for us, so that's fine. Oh <laughs> shit. But people can find me, myself, on the internet on Instagram at Josh J. Fuller or on uh, Twitter at Josh Fuller 33. Fuller is spelt with no E. Or you can find me on Letterboxd. Just look up Josh Fuller and I'm on there. Um, where can people find you, Willis? Yeah. You can find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Willis Film. Uh, I am also on Letterboxd, though I discovered I've only ever reviewed one movie there, and that would be uh, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle. The only movie um, you need to review, honestly. It's true. Man. It's true. It's like a statement piece. Uh, but no, Josh has been getting me in, in, into to get more on there. Um, maybe I'll go toss a Ted Lasso uh, review up on there. Oh, do it. Do um, it. And I then if you want to follow. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to follow uh, the podcast itself, you can follow us on Instagram at Pixel Splitters or on Twitter at Pixel Split Pod. And we will definitely, totally, probably, maybe possibly get a letterbox going for this episode next week if if we can remember our password that, that'll be the key yeah but you know yeah it is what i'm it sure is. i wrote I it do, down somewhere i do have a list on my letterbox that is our current recommendations so if you oh, want to check them out they're on there at some point it'll just be on our letterbox but for now you can look at them on mine if you want to cool and yeah all right that brings Sweet. us to episode lucky number 21 i know man crazy crazy stuff yeah. We're, we're moving into it. I know. It's good, I don't know though. what the fuck that means. We're I don't know. We're, yeah. we're 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 finding our stride. Yes. <laughs> How about that? Yes. Okay. Oh, we have to end okay. this podcast. We do. We really do. All we've right, we've taken out the rambling <laughs> in the beginning of the episode and just moved it to the end. I know. I know. Uh, yeah. Cool. All right. All right, man. I will talk to you next week. And good episode. Yeah. Good episode. And thank you, everyone, for listening. 